What it is, RJLA family. I am Angela Birdsong, your conversation piece host on RadioJustice.org. In the real day-to-day happenings of urban living, locally and worldwide. For you while staying safe at home or masked on the bus, train, plane, or social distancing everywhere. Today on Conversation Piece, learn how to pay for college with UCLA fellow alumni Benny Blades, who is a counselor at Santa Monica College here in Los Angeles in the Office of Student Life. Later, meet Marcelo Clark and Aladapo Sangukoya, who are recipients of the Benny C. Blades UBAA Scholarship. UBAA stands for UCLA Black Alumni Association. Blades reminds students to check with your college campus financial aid office for pandemic money. Welcome to Conversation Piece. White people, I am not your Negro. Yeah, black people, y'all just got your hero. All these rap demons, I'm about to depot. Me and Asada, my ATL and alter ego. The Queen of Sheba and Musa Kita, producer heater. Salute your teacher, my newest seat is a future leader. A testament of my evolution to excellence. To be or not to be human, that's what the question is. I'm still the answer regardless. Rappers is moving targets. Acknowledge me as the smartest passenger moving forward. My little sister bars blast like Kalishnikov. Just because heavy bass dance like Barishnikov. The sound pierced like bullets and swords from a nation under attack like Bulletin boards and I'm repping the foundation to the fullest of course Today another life was lost and it could have been yours Whether in Colorado or Collie Park You but a mile apart from the sharpness of my remarks The black oligarch making weaponry out of art My supplier so messiah told me we gotta talk I walk through the dark Now do I roll deep or do I hold heat Now am I laid back or a control freak Rocking the crown gilded in gold leaf I'm from a place where the people dream but don't sleep you are now tuned in to the classics This fine art leaders work to the masters Ain't met a man or woman yet Cause the past is cheers to the slaughter Everybody ahead and raise your glasses Benny Blades, welcome to Conversation Peace Thank you for having me <laughs> I know, it's 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 been a minute I've been trying to get you Since <laughs> we crossed paths At New World Education They had some kind of winter board member update. I came at, as a guest of, of Monla Kaise, our, our, our friend, mm-hmm. and you and I talked, and I think that was maybe three years ago. So three years, <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the interview for three years, man. <laughs> okay, well, well, you guys already heard in the billboard who Benny Blades is. He is the person that you go to that I used to always go to in regards to financial aid. When I used to do freshman recruitment at UCLA and early outreach services for UCLA and and for the UC system, I would always reach out to Benny to find out what was happening in regards to financial aid. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Benny, what is the cost of college now? It's expensive. Uh, Let me give you UCLA to start off with. Uh, UCLA, when you look at costs, you got to look at a number of factors, not just tuition. A lot of times, 
for public school tuition, the other cost is more than the tuition cost. For example, if you're attending, say, a uh, school like UCLA and you stand on campus, the cost is about $37,947. But the tuition cost is $13,239. So you say, where all the other costs come from? <laughs> Room and board at UCLA is about $18,521. Very similar to all the other you know, uh, UC schools. Books and supplies, about $1,400. Transportation, about $600. Personal expenses, people don't factor that in. You got to go to the beauty shop. You might want to go to the movie. They factor that in how much you're going to need while you're attending school. Health insurance, they also make a lot of students buy health insurance, and that's $2,700. So if you have your own health insurance, you might be able to, you know, finagle that somehow. But that's what why the budget is so high. You add all the expenses. Now, if you're living at home, the room and board is going to be a fraction of that. So instead of 18000 they still will give you a budget for living at home and the meals that you have to pay for. So that's what a budget looks like. When you go to a private school, you might want to add another 50000 to that, another 40000 That depends on what their tuition is. So a lot of the cost is all those extra fees. So that's where you get the cost. Is. Now, when you apply for financial aid, they determine based on your, your information you put on the FAFSA, or if you apply to a private school, the FAFSA and the uh, financial aid for private schools, the uh, CSS uh, profile, they would determine what your family contribution is. So the difference between the family contribution and the budget is what you can qualify in terms of aid. Aid could mean grants, it can mean scholarships, and it can mean loans. Sometimes students get all three, Sometimes students only get loans and work study because the grant money is primarily for students who are at the lower incomes and they got scholarships. So it can be a combination of a lot of different things. The key is make sure you apply early, make sure you meet deadlines. So that kind of gives you a little bit about uh, what cost is. When students apply, the main document is called the FAFSA. Or if you're undocumented, they have one called the DREAM Act, which serves the same purpose uh, for students who are DACA students. Now, the big programs with the federal government, you have the Pell Grant. That's the big one. It pays about $6,400 a year. And that one, a lot of colleges use qualifying for Pell Grant to get other monies. You also have the SCLG Grant. That can be as low as $100 to some schools up to $4,000. They try to use that money to spread around, so very few schools will give out $4,000. College work study, that is considered part of your financial aid package. The only difference is already received money from that, you have to work. And it might give you $2,500, $3,000, but that is part of the financial aid award to help pay off some of these, these, these costs. Then finally, you have loans. And you have different types of loans. You have subsidized loans and unsubsidized. And you have parent loans. The biggest difference is a lot of your parent loans, you have to qualify credit-wise. And that's where a lot of students get in trouble. We get students who apply to colleges and they can't afford to go because a large chunk of the, their aid package was a parent loan and the parent got bad credit. And that's why there was a big push of trying to reduce the amount of loans that students get at school because some of them are getting subsidized loans, unsubsidized, and plus loans. And the, um, the subsidized loans are the best ones because the government pays your interest while you in school and the unsubsidized, you don't always get that same benefit. And the plus loan even worse. So those are the type of aid that you can get. In California, there's been a push in California, a lot of states, to make the public schools very affordable, very affordable. 
So right now in California, our Cal Grant programs have really gone up. They've really gone up. We have Cal Grant A, Cal Grant B, and Cal Grant C are the main programs we have in California by the California Student Aid Commission. We also have the Middle Class Scholarship. And we also have Shafee grants. And at the federal level, we have the Teacher Education Grant. So let me kind of go through those for a second. The Cal Grants, that's the deadline that just happened. But if you go into a community college, they have a second Cal Grant deadline only for community college students, and that's on September the 2nd. I'm, I'm just going to interrupt you real, real quick. So the, the deadline that we missed was March 2nd. Yes, for March everybody. 2nd, 2021. Okay, March 2nd, 2021. And they have a second deadline only for community college students, which is September the 2nd coming up. So if you miss this deadline, you go to a community college, then you can apply for the second Cal Grant. And a lot of students get that one. And the reason they have a second deadline, because a lot of students who come to community college might have been out of school a couple of years. But because they were going to community college, they didn't apply for financial aid because they did not know they needed it. It's a number of reasons why people don't apply. And some people were thinking about they were going to the workforce and they decided, oh, I'm going to go to school. So they didn't apply for financial aid early and they missed that second one. A lot of them didn't know. If you've been out of school for a few years, you don't know. How are you going to know when, when financial aid Cal Grant deadline? That's something that's usually generated and done at the high school level because your GPA has to be sent in to, an application has to be sent in to the California Student Aid Commission, and that's not on your radar. You don't know how to do that. So that's why they have that second deadline for community college students. So let me go over some of the um, amounts for some of these uh, programs. Uh, like I said, the, the best one is the Cal Grant program. It's, it's really good. The Income criteria has really gone up. For example, for this year, for 21-22, this fall coming up, uh, for a Cal Grant B, a family of six making 70000 or more will qualify. And that's considered the grant for lower-income families. Remember, in California, the cost of lower and moderate-income families. The Cal Grant A and C, C is primarily for students going on to trade schools or community college, take up vocational trades. That deadline, that, that income criteria is 127700 That's the maximum income for a family of six. So you can see a lot more people qualify now because the income levels have gone up. For an independent person who's applying, it's $40,000. That used to be $10,000 not too long ago for a single person. So you're a single person applying, which means you're over the age of 24. You're applying for a Cal Grant. The income cutoff is $40,000. They have come... They have made a, a lot of changes. Now, the amount that it pays varies from school to school. For example, the schools that cost, let's start, start with Cal Grant B at a community college. It pays $1,656 a year. Remember, a lot of students go to Cal, community college for free. So this is money that you can use towards books and whatever. And still, some of these students get a Pell Grant, which is $6,400 a year. So you add that, you can get a lot of money. This is for your first year. Cal Grant C, if you go into a vocational school or community college for a trade like cosmetology, uh, something like that, all the mechanics, something like that, that pays $1,094 a year. And that's at a community college. At a CSU, Cal Grant A pays $5,742. The tuition is a little bit about $6,100 now. So it pays about 90% of the tuition at that school, uh, Cal Grant A. Cal Grant B, your freshman year, you get $1,656, but your second year when you come back, you get $5,742 towards tuition and additional mon money of $1,656 stipend. 
but it pays a lot more your second, third, and fourth year. At a UC, it pays $12,570, Cal Grant A. And Cal Grant B, again, your first year, you get $1,656. Your sophomore year, you get $12,570 towards tuition. We pay 90% of your tuition. And you get the stipend of $1,656. That's for Cal Grant B. At a private school, it pays $9,084. So why pay less at private school and more you see the private school costs $40,000, $50,000. 15 years ago, it used to pay more towards private schools and less towards public schools. But what happened, this money also goes to what they call proprietary schools. They found out that some of the proprietary schools were overbearing the students with loans. Some of them were not really educating students properly. And they felt that a lot of these private schools were raising their, the cost of their tuition. And some of them felt it wasn't justified. So you had a group of people in California that said public school, public dollars for public school, they started pressuring them. And now more of the cost is going toward the, the, the public schools. And they tried to make the public schools as free as possible to a lot of California residents. And that's what you're seeing. They, about 70% of the residents who attend community colleges don't pay tuition. And that's what the trend is. We're trying to make these schools either free or almost free with these grant programs. So go, go. Before, before you go on, so the, the Cal grants, the Cal grant A, B, and C, those can only be used for California schools, not if a yes. student goes out of state. These are state programs. If a student is applying to out-of-state schools, are to, you know, if so let, let's say where we're in California and a student wants to go to a HBCU, are there, are there grant, are there state grant programs in, in other, where some of the HBCUs are? The Catch-22, you have to be a resident of that state to get state money. Every state have their own program and they have different ways of becoming residents. Some you have to be a year, some it's a little bit more difficult. You have to be independent for two years, uh, it varies from state to state. So you don't automatically qualify. When you go to other states, the only program you, that are universal would be the federal program, Pell Grant, SCLG, college work study and loans. After that, then a lot of the resources will either come from uh, the schools or from scholarships. That's why they try to, it's important that students apply for scholarships, especially if you're going out of state. So you might go out of state to schools that have a lot of money, like the Ivy League. Some school has a lot of money, but some schools are struggling financially. You don't have a lot of money, you can't give out a lot of money. That's why it's important for students themselves to try to apply for as much scholarships as you can. The another thing about scholarships, if you get awarded, say, a $4,000 scholarship, some schools are going to reduce your aid that they will offer you by $4,000. Some would do it strictly with loans and work study. Some might do half loan and half grants. It was going to give you. So it varies from school to school in terms of what their policies are. Right. Okay. So so we got the we got the Cal Grant system here in California that if you qualify for it, if you're going to a public um, California um, university, it will cover the majority of your tuition. Yeah. And your second year, the Cal Grant B can also give you a stipend, a living yeah. stipend. The first year to get a stipend, and the second year you get additional money towards the tuition, which is equal to whatever the Cal Grant A gives, starting at the sophomore level. Okay. And you get these awards for like four years. The other one I want to mention is called the Shafee Grant. That's for students who, if you was in foster care from age 16 to 18, 
and you haven't turned 26 by July 1st, you can qualify for that grant. It's $5,000 a year. It's called a Shafee Grant. I've never grant. heard of the Shafee Grant. <laughs> they have all kinds. They got one called the uh, teacher grant called Tech Teach Education Assistance for undergrads and graduate school. It's $4,000 a year. But in order to qualify, you must teach, agree to teach, serve in a low-income school for four years. When you get to $4,000 a year, they're trying to get more students to go to teach in low-income areas. So they have that teacher grant too, which is about four thousand. You can use that as an undergrad or a graduate student. And and so and so to get to get the Shafee grant or the teacher grant, is that through the FAFSA or is that they a have separate? The, they have their separate applications. They have separate applications, and their deadlines is after might be after the uh, the Cal grant deadline. Because those are not Cal grant program. They have separate applications. Okay, so the so the Cal grant deadline. Is March was March second, twenty twenty one. The FAFSA deadline is when. For most California schools, it was March the second. Community colleges, no, they don't have a deadline. You can apply anytime. Out of state schools, it varies from school to school. Teacher grant, Shafi grant. What other grants are are there? Because I have, they didn't have those. I don't think they had those grants when when I when I was in college in the eighties. The Shafi grant been around a long time, but if you okay. not. If you're not a foster care, you would not be looking for it. Students who come from foster program, their 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 counselors and their social workers will let them know about that. And there's been more resources available for students who come from those programs now, who in those programs. Those are the main grant programs, both federal and state. Those are. So let's say you missed the deadline. You, 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 missed, you missed that Cal Grant deadline for March 2nd, or you missed the deadline for some of the schools. What should parents and students do? Should they wait and delay um, going to college for another year? You know, if they're going to a four-year college, but, but, but what should the plan be? Should they just go ahead and apply? Or... I would go ahead and apply. If it's a California school, go ahead and apply and give them a reason why. Email the uh, director of financial and explain to them why you missed it. But right now, if you in a California public high school, is no, it shouldn't have a reason for, everybody knows. They've been advertised on the radio. It's hard not to know the deadline if you live in California. Because they advertise all the school, you see it on buses, they do it at all the radio stations, they do a really good ad program in terms of advertising the Calgram program. But if you did miss it, you would need to still apply, but you need to, if it, you have to contact the university and explain why you miss it. You know, it depends on what your reason is. That's a case by case. And remember the, the deadline for out of state, those deadlines are all over the place. They might be, not be to June, August, it's, it varies. But for our California State University and, and University of California systems, you would need to reach out to those specific schools to And a lot of private schools in California have that same deadline. What what if you just missed the deadline by 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 an hour? Well, I, well, <laughs> I don't know. I was hoping they extended the deadline because of uh, uh COVID like they did last year, but they didn't. So I don't know. They might show some flexibility. I don't know. This is this is new territory. I hope so. I, I hope so. <laughs> and and really because I, I, I was talking to to a friend last night and I was telling her that I, you know, who I was going to um, interview today and what we we're going to talk about. And then that's when she realized 
she and her husband have not filled out the FAFSA for, for their son, who's a senior. I'm, what, I'm not gonna say they're going to. What's good? He's, 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 he's applied to CSUs and some UCs. Well, he needs to apply as soon as possible, and he needs to email the director of financial aid as to why they didn't. So what, what happened was, and, and this and this may be the case with, with, with some of the conversation piece listening audience too. What happened, they they went ahead and and um, fill out the, the FAFSA. It was like maybe 11 something at night, which meant at 12 midnight, it was gonna make it through. And they, 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 they sent it, but it said that the parent um, ID, um, F FID or something like that, wasn't being accepted. So it, it said that the application wasn't submitted. So if somebody submit, so if you're having technical difficulties or anything like that, what what's the workaround? Well, I think in something like that, it will show that it was, it was, there was an attempt to submit it at that time, and that would be verification. But what I tell my students, even if the application is not done correctly or incomplete, submit it. So long as the students signed it. A lot of times it would go through partially and they would just say, we will not process it until we get the parent signature. But it will count towards the submission time. That's usually not a problem. But we get those all the time. A lot of students would send in their FAFSA because they have to electronically sign them now. And a lot of parents are not sophisticated enough to do that. But they don't want to do it. It might not have, so, you know, whatever the reason. So it goes in. So when the school gets it, they won't, it won't be processed by by the federal government until the parent signs it. If they can't do it electronically, I tell the parent just download it and mail it. So you have that option because some parents don't can't don't want to do the, the electronic thing. You can download the signature page, sign it, take it to the post office, postmark. But once the student submits it, if he does it before the deadline, it's fine. You just won't be okay. processed until the parent's information gets there. Okay, so that's a, that's a really good tip right there. I, I want to make sure that everybody everybody hears that again. So we you know we already passed the deadline for 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 the 2021-22 school year, but as a financial aid tip, if you just if you just get it in there, hit hit submit, and then you can make the corrections on it later. It happens all or, the time. Okay. And then the other tip is, if you're if you're having some technical difficulties, just print it out, sign it, take it to the take take it to the post office, get it um, proof of mailing, and and send it in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's some good information there, but we want everybody to make this, make sure that you meet the deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> so you can. And get the other that. option, if you do miss the deadline, email the director of financial aid, just let them know what the problem was. And right now in COVID, people have been much more flexible than they were before. Okay. So there was a big drop in the number of students applying for the FAFSA this year. Really? A huge drop, yes. Because a lot of students are fed up with, with remote education. They are thinking about taking a, take a gap year until things get better. So a lot of them not applying. And, and then another thing too, a lot of students need that personal assistance with completing the form. And since you're not in the school, you can't go to your counselor and say, I need you to help me with this form. Some people are reluctant to try to do that over the internet. 
And that has a lot to do with it. Before, when you're in school, you get personal assistance. They help you with that. You don't have that now. It's, you know, so there, there was, there's been a big drop in students applying for the FAFSA. Hopefully, a lot of those students are coming to the community college. They have that second deadline. We don't have a major deadline. They can apply for a Cal Grant in September. By then, hopefully, a lot of campuses will be open. A lot of schools will be open. <laughs> well, hopefully, if, if, if anybody from the California State Aid Commission is listening to conversation pieces, <laughs> We need you to extend the deadline again for these reasons that Mr. Benny Blades has just shared with us that there's an increase in the FAFSA because students are just hesitant about continuing their, their college career because of the pandemic. I think the assumption is that these students are probably going to the community colleges and the deadline is not that critical for them and they have a second Cal Grant deadline in September. That might be one of the reasons. I like to say, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of money out there. It's a lot of, yeah, in Santa Monica, we give out a lot of scholarships. A lot. I predict that probably we got about three or four hundred thousand extra dollars donated. They set up a, 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 a Floyd scholarship this year. You know, people donate appointed money to these schools. Um, I predict maybe 80% of people who apply for scholarship at Santa Monica College are going to get a scholarship this year. We got that a lot of money. I've been on scholarship committees that we get a lot of money. Um, and that's one thing that motivated me to set one up in my sister's name and my mother. And like I said, I'm going to try and endow it before I retire. Right. And, and we actually, um, later, we're going to have two of your recipients, scholarship recipients, who will be who will be joining us? So be, before before we take before we go before we go to break, and then bring in and bring in the students, I I want to just remind that another tip is for parents to complete their taxes early. Well, the it's not really that critical anymore because the income the taxes they're looking at is from 2019 or 2021-22. They made those changes a few years ago because the parents were following their taxes late. So they, they're not looking at 20, they're looking at 2019. And most 2019s are done. Not mine. <laughs> but most parents' income from 2019 has been done. Yeah. <laughs> when did they make that change? That's a great change. Just a few years ago. Change is constant. <laughs> wow. Okay. So 2019 taxes are are what is what the FAFSA will be asking for for the 21-22 application school year. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent information. Okay, now, now returning student deadlines. They're the same. Financial deadlines for everybody. Deadlines okay. are the same, yeah. New and returning students. Yes. Okay. Is it still best for them to put the most expensive school first? No, my recommendation, make sure they have a California school listed. Put the California school first. Uh, what I recommend they do is if the school, for example, if they plan on going, they got a UC in a private school, put the UC first. Or a community college in a UC, put put the one that if you go if you're gonna qualify for either Cal Grant B or A, put the school first that you will qualify B for, which will probably be a UC. And you'll qualify for more money. Even though your first year you get small amount, in the long run, you're gonna get more. 
But most of no, it doesn't matter. So you can put up like eight to 10 schools. The students are applying to multiple schools now. Okay. Okay, okay. I told you guys, he was the financial aid man. <laughs> I haven't conducted financial aid workshops in, in a very long time, but I have helped individual students, um, friends and, and, and fam family members, kids. But this is, this is, this is good information. Now, you, you talked earlier about the independent student, that there, there's a criteria for independent students. And you said age 24, but you also yes. talked about the, the, the foster um, child student. Now, if that so, child is 18, are they, will they be considered um, an independent student? What's the criteria for independent? Let me, let me get independent criteria. Uh, the criteria, if you, well, as foster care, you're automatically uh, independent. If both your parents are deceased, you're automatically independent. Uh, if you have been in the military, you're automatically uh, independent. If you have a child that you are supporting, keyword supporting, you are also independent. So if you fall into those categories, or you married, you can be 18 years old and married, you're independent. So if you meet one of those criteria, you're automatically going to be an independent student. If not, you don't meet those criteria, then the next criteria, you have to be 24 years old. Okay, that's some good, that, that's some very good information also. Okay, well, let's, let's, let, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about how to find scholarships and talk about your three scholarships <laughs> that, that you have, which I is so amazing and exciting, exciting information. I am your host, Angela Birdsong, and you are listening to Conversation Peace on radiojustice.org. Next, meet two of the recipients of Benny Blades scholarships. I don't know which one, but we know he has the Benny C. Blades UBAA alumni scholarship. Some more when we come back. Hold up, wait a minute, the corruption has moved in view of my eyesight. Uh, look, and as I lay me, as I lay me, that me down to rest. I lay my sword, my lady lays upon my chest. It's been a crazy war. The devil's banging on my door, my dear, my dear, my dear. I hear the shots ring, lay on the floor. I don't fear anyone but the maker. Cause we could never murder hate, but can murder a hater. What's a more American way than trying to give them a taste of their own medicine? Prevalent ethnic rebels, the revolution of melanin. Bust to move to the ghetto, we must improve the development. Brought some food for the fellowship, got the noose on my brethren. Call the goons in the government, come correct the corruption. Break the racial construction, building up in the spirit of liberation. Give me life or I'ma take it, that's my human right. University, you and I, we could be unified. But when you speaking truth beyond your youth, they want you euthanized. Creeping through the night, is something moving right? Intruders. Intruders. For information on upcoming virtual Black College Expos, check out thecollegeexpo.org under events for details. Welcome back to Conversation Piece on Radio Justice. I'm your host, Angela Birdsong, with Benny Blades, who has established three scholarships. UCLA Black Alumni Scholarships. And we're getting ready to hear about that. Benny, tell us about these. Okay, before you go into your scholarships, tell us where is the best place for students to find scholarships? Because in the first segment, you said students who are going out of state, they need to apply for more scholarships. Okay. 
Well, there's two ways. When you're completing applications for admissions, a lot of information you put in the application goes to a scholarship. Information you put on your personal statement, all of those are used to a scholarship, number one. Number two, go to the college's website. A lot of times colleges will have, have scholarships that's unique to that institution and not other schools. So go to their website, look at their scholarship resources, and then just go on the internet and just, just look up scholarships. Those are the three main reasons, main, main ways. Okay, good. Now tell us about your scholarships. Okay. How did you, what led you to do these scholarships, but what's the name of them? How do you apply, how do you, apply, how do you qualify? And then we're gonna hear from two of your recipients who are with us now, Ted. Okay, my main one started back in 2016 or something when they were doing the Centennial Campaign. Uh, someone from the development office at UCLA came to a Black alumni board meeting was talking about these new scholarship opportunities where they'll give you four years to pay it all. If you sign up before the next 90 days or whatever, they'll, they'll give you, they'll, do, they'll put in matching funds. So what I did, I put up, uh, like for example, you pay 80,000, they'll pay 20,000. Once you pay your 80, they'll pay 20. So what I did, I put up some extra money so the program can start before the interest starts occurring. That's how Marcella got the scholarship early. But I wanted to see how it worked. So I just put up extra money. I said, how much would it cost to cover? It's something they never did before. How much if I want to pay for a scholarship right now just to see how it works? And they told me what the amount was. said, you need to pay this amount by such and such a date. And that's what I did. I wrote the check. So this scholarship was called the Benny C. Blaze, uh, Benny C. Blaze UBA Scholarship. And it was something that came out of Centennial Campaign where they raised a lot of money for scholarships, but they wanted to get a lot of individuals to set up scholarships themselves. So they had a big push to get individuals to set up personal scholarships. So that's how I got involved in that. So Dapo and Marcelo are both a recipient of that scholarship and it should be completely paid off in two weeks. Yeah, within 10 days, <laughs> that's my goal. And once it's paid off, they will only use the interest forever, it's gonna last forever. And it's called the Benny C. Blades UBA scholarship. Now the way they applied was strictly based on information they put on the application. When they applied to UCLA, a lot of scholarships were given based on what you put in the application. If I tell students, don't leave anything blank. And that's how they, they didn't have to fill out separate scholarship. Did y'all fill out separate scholarship application? Dapo. No, I did not actually. I did my, all of mine through the UCLA portal. Mm -hmm. And um, the way I found your scholarship was just, I was in search of need of extra money because I was moving out for the first time and living on dorms, which is really expensive. So um, I filled out my application and it, I'm pretty sure there was like a checkbox that was asking like, if you would like, if you're, if you fit into these certain categories, it like check here. And I did that. And then I got matched up with you for your scholarship, which I'm I really kind of have an idea of what yeah. probably happened. <laughs> yeah. I was a sociology major. These two are sociology majors. I was a transfer student, and my scholarship was for transfer students. So you you can kind of like look maybe with some of the things they were looking at. Yeah. So that's the first one. The second one, after my mother passed away, I wanted to um, do something in her name. So I set up a Benny C. Blaze scholarship. That's going to be through AAP. The first recipient will be chosen this year. And starting next year, I'm going to pay $5,000 a year 
in direct scholarship money every year to AAP for, for scholarship recipient. They have to be a transfer student. Uh, similar to the criteria for the Benny Blaze, the only difference is I had three programs in Santa Monica that has priority would be um, a program for foster kids, which is called the Guardian Scholars, a program for low-income students called EOPNS, and a program for Black students called the Black Collegiate. So that's the second one. The third one, while I was out there giving out food, one of the, the lady who, who runs the foundation, I was saying, you know, my sister did so much when my mother was in the hospital for six months. I want to do something to recognize her and my mother. So I want to set up a scholarship. You know, well, what I need to do to set up. We took five minutes, went in the office, fill out that, you know, fill out stuff online, gave my credit card. So how much you need to start? Oh, I need $1,050. Okay, boom, we did it. So, and they came, they gave, a, a, they, they sent me the information where you can pay directly, you know, with a picture of my mother and my sister on the scholarship application, similar to the John Caldwell one. So that one, I'm gonna fund two students this year. One's going to USC and one going to UCLA, but starting next year, all the recipients are gonna be Bruins. Because my sister went to USC, that's why the first one I'm gonna go to a student going to USC. Um, so those are my three ones that I'm personally paying for myself. The um, fourth one, I had a birthday fundraiser for uh, Facebook. You know, you can do fundraise birthday fund on Facebook. So what happened, this year we have two ASU chairs and I've been lobbying. We need to have an ASU scholarship every year, just automatically. So I raised about $2,510 once the campaign was over. And when I looked at the list, I said, damn, I got some friends who didn't pay, who should have paid. So I text and call a few people and I raised another thousand dollars. So I talked to Malik Haise and uh, Dion Raymond for recommendation for the third scholarship. One said the normal editor and one said uh, the president of the Black Graduate Student Association because they were, did a lot of work with this new Black Resource Center that they building right now. So I said, well, I need another five or $600. I can get that easy. You know, I'm not a, you know, I have no problem asking people for money. Text a few people, call some people. And by the time it was over, I think I've raised about $4,800 so far. So the checks should have gone out. I think the checks went out for, to the students already, those four students. And then next year, I talked to Mona, we're going to set up a committee and make sure that we fund, we set up an account for it and had a direct scholarship link where you can just pay directly to the John Caldwell Scholarship. And each year is going to fund the ASU chair, the normal editor, and the president of my graduate student association. And any money that's left over is going to go towards endowment piece. So at some point, we're going to we're going to endow it, so it lasts forever. And just to explain some of the acronyms and the the titles that you're using, because if you're not if you're not familiar with with the UCLA campus, you're probably like, what is NOMO? So. <laughs> Okay. NOMO is the Black student-run newspaper on, on our campus. And ASU acronym is the African Student Union. So those, so the so the person who is over NOMO will is a uh, will be able to get the scholarship and the whoever is the chair of the African Student Union at UCLA. And the African Student Union is our version of the Black Student Union. Yes. You call the BSA. 
<laughs> right, right. I think it was BSA when I was there. <laughs> yeah, when I was there too. But I'm old. <laughs> Not as old as you. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm talking about retiring now. I'm the retirement age. I guess you. Well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not that far behind you. But when I saw you as class of 1978, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so you said um, Marcelo was the first recipient of the scholarship. Marcelo, when, when, when you heard that, that you received the scholarship, did you know Benny Blades beforehand or, oh, okay. So um, Benny is shaking his head no, just in case you guys are wondering why, why I said, oh, oh. Okay, so Marcelo, introduce yourself and tell us what, you know, where did you go to school, your college plans, et cetera. Hi, my name is Marcelo Clark. Um, I was, when I received Benny's scholarship, um, I didn't know him. <laughs> uh, I was actually e sent an email by the Alumni Association because um, I was a transfer student. I was going to a community college in the Bay Area. Um, it was just like this application and I just talked about like the social justice work I was doing at my um, community college. I started my own like, I started my own club, um, was doing a I felt was doing more work than what the college was doing. And like a lot of other um, staff members were just like, yeah, like we never had this before. Um, and so I was pretty sure that was why I was paired with Benny, um, given his like engagement in the community and whatnot. Um, so I, while I was at community college, I joined the honors program in my last year. Um, they told me I needed to complete five, five honors courses. And usually they tell you to do one per semester, but I was already graduating within a year. And I was like, I want to go to UCLA, like where I was determined to go. So I took two, two um, honors courses my fall semester. And then I took three my spring semester. Um, it was rough, <laughs> but I got it done. I transferred um, and then I did the, the um, TSP, the transfer summer program. And that was just like a real wake up call to like, oh, it is college, college. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, and it's, it's crazy because like that cohort of like friends you make at TSP, FSP, like those like are your ride or die friends. Like you're going to be with them for a while because like y'all studying together, partying together, crying together, like doing work together. Um, and those are still like the people I met there are still like my closest friends right now. Now, so I, which community college did you transfer from? I transferred from Los Madonna's College, and that's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. California, up in the Bay yeah. Area. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I did a, I did a, my major was sociology, and then when I transferred, um, I ended up doing a double major in sociology and African American studies. Okay, and that's what my degree is in, Afro American studies. Okay. Yes. Yes. You also and, went abroad for a minute, didn't you, Marcella? Did you go abroad? Went abroad. Yes. At my community college, I actually had an opportunity to go abroad. Um, so I did Barcelona for my fall semester. I was there three months. Um, I got to, was it the East? We still got our fall semester uh, break. So for a week, we I just went traveling. I did Brussels, um, Amsterdam, 
and Dublin, and then I went to Morocco for a weekend. Wow, Morocco yeah. for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and then while at while at UC, while at UCLA, I did um, <clears throat> a summer abroad in Merida, in Mexico. So I did a Spanish program out there. Uh, so I really got to um, use a lot of, or I was given a lot of opportunities to like go abroad and um, have a amazing experience while studying. <laughs> right, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> now, so and and you and you are. Have you graduated from UCLA already? Yes, so I, I'm class of 2019. Um, I finished. I did an extra. I did an extra semester, oh no, sorry, excuse me, extra quarter. Um, I was working on a, a research paper with a professor, so I finished up an extra quarter. Um, and then I graduated in that winter quarter. And then after graduation, I moved back home. And now I am a program assistant at my community college in the Office of Equity and Inclusion and uh, Student Life. Congratulations. Thank you. Wonderful. So I'm, on my, I'm on my way out on that position but now looking in for new things <laughs> okay and how, how about graduate school um I see it in the future <laughs> it's, it's there um I'm thinking about doing my master's um in social work um but eventually probably doing a PhD um I just know it's not right now <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it, it's still on the goal board. Okay, congrats, congratulations. And then Aladapo, the same, same with you. Tell us your your college story. All right. So just like Marcelo, I participated in TSP class of 2020, and uh, I had a great time. That's like some of the closest people, even though we're like disconnected now with the quarantine and everything we still like communicate with each other, like maybe through text or social media. So I feel like if without TSP, I wouldn't really have had a stable home to, to develop so quick. Cause I was only there for like eight months and, and then uh, COVID hit. But I feel like that was also something that just brought me a sense of community at UCLA. Just like you said, we would study together, party together, all that. So that was something that I feel like really enriched my experience there. And uh, I actually forgot the question. What was that? <laughs> no, no, no. It was just it was just for for you to just to share your 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 college experience. So you did TS oh. you did TSP which summer? I did TSP the summer before last summer, so 20, 2019. 2019. Oh, you got in yeah. just in the nick of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just before everything. So. That was also something I was participated in on campus. I was also a program assistant in the transfer dorms. Holly was my uh, building and we just uh, would program events for students on our floor. We did like a massage night one night wow. and we would have a... <laughs> Yeah, we were living nice. We were living nice. <laughs> so I was really involved with the transfer community, which was nice because they do have a different perspective because a lot of them come from different backgrounds and had like some life experience before going straight into school. So I feel like I met a lot of people who I could learn from there in the transfer dorms. And then also I had an internship before um, 
COVID for only for about a month, but I was interning at Sony Picture Studios and Culver Studio. I was an intern for the creative and marketing studio they had there. And uh, it was actually a really, it was a lovely experience because I felt like I was really on my own because I would have to like travel to Culver City before my classes. And then I'd have to get back in time to like do my homework. It was a lot of work, but I feel like that's some of the best experiences I had because it was really pushing myself to grow, you know? And I learned a lot about like what I could be capable of in the future. So I'm just at home right now in Fresno, California, uh, currently just studying, doing my work. But I'm still deciding on where I want to move to in the future. And I'm just keeping my eyes open. And I'm ready to really like branch out and connect with more people that I know from campus. See, like maybe we can create something and just see where our lives are going to go, you know? Right. So how, how has the remote learning been for you during the pandemic? Okay, so when we first got back in March last year, I remember a lot of the courses had to adjust midway through. So, and um, that was also a time when there was the, a lot of the rights were going on and the peaceful protests, I mean, in LA. So a lot of courses were actually lenient so it was actually really understanding. A lot of my professors actually postponed like the finals where they gave us optional exams because I know like they were really understanding of the situation, but I did hear stories of professors who were not and who were actually like putting, trying to make a statement by like making exams even harder for students. So I remember that was going on, but I feel like since then, professors have had time to like rework the curriculum and make it so that it's less of a, it's more of a school at home and like they're not trying to force like, they're not trying to force studies on us because I feel like in the past uh, when uh, we first went on Zoom, they were like really, really trying to have us like on Zoom all day because they assumed that we had nothing to do with our time. But I feel like now as like professors have gotten used to the Zoom platform, it's actually been more understanding and they've given us like maybe new ways to like engage with students. Like I know a lot of like this, this quarter I'm taking a mindfulness class and we actually got to do a creative project and I got to interview my cousin about his journey with mindfulness and like meditation and stuff. So that has been a really enriching experience, just learning new outlets to learn rather than just sitting in class and listening to your teacher lecture. Right, well, well, congratulations to both of you guys being recipients of, of, this, of this scholarship. And so now I understand that, that so Benny, your, your, your scholarship is, is Connect is part of the UCLA Alumni Scholarship. And when, when students fill out their UC application, which we know is the, the, the following period is November 1st to November 30th. And they, they answer all, all of those questions that, that ask you some specific things about, about, your, your, about who you are, then that, that application is, is funneled to, to the scholarship. Um, 
people who, who, who process it. So Benny, I want you to, to give, us, give us some community college updates that, that you think that would be very important for us to know about. Okay. Like college, like California community colleges are free. Yeah. If you graduated from a community college in California uh, and attend in the fall and go for a time and remain for a time, your tuition would be free for the, for the fall and for the spring. And in some community college, they will offer you book assistance in addition to that. So they're trying to, and that's, that's the California promise. In addition that they already have what they call the California, another promise program whereby if you show any need up to about, I think up to $1,500 in need, you can have your tuition paid regardless of when you graduated or whatever. If you're a California resident, for example, say your family makes $70,000 and you show when they do your EFC, it's about $2,200, you will qualify for free tuition. So it's very, 80% of the residents in California don't pay tuition at community college now because of that. Uh, another good program, they're encouraging more and more high school students to take community college courses. Two things happen. You can count for a lot of high school, they allow you to count the course for both high school and college credit, which means if you take a, a three unit community college course, it will give you 10 to 13 high school credit units. And also when students are taking community college courses and passing APs, by the time you get to the university, you might have enough units to qualify as sophomore status. So you see a lot of high school students taking advantage and, if, and the courses are free for high school students. So wherever area you are in, I recommend if your student is able to take college, community college courses, they call concurrent enrollment, either doing maybe one class during the uh, spring or fall, maybe two, you take a couple during the summer, and that will help them. And also when you get a grade in those courses, they're treated like uh, honors or AP courses, you get extra points in a GPA. If you're using towards your high school too. So those are some of the latest updates. And as I mentioned before, our deadline for Cal Grant, we have a second one for community college students, September 2nd. September 2nd. And so the, web, the best website for information on college money, we said um, during the, the break was studentaid.gov, studentaid.gov and csac.ca.gov. Yeah, California Community Colleges uh, website, or you can just Google Cal Grants or Pell Grants and it'll pop you into what you need to do. Another thing too, because of COVID, a lot of schools have funds to help students uh, through this COVID time. You can contact your financial aid office or people at your school and they have money put aside for that purpose too. If there's been some changes in your income or your family's income, because remember they look at the income two years away. Like for example, students in school now, the income they looked at to determine A was in 2018. If because of COVID, there's been some major changes, you need to contact your financial aid office to let them know, and they can make some change in terms of funding. Do you want people to reach out to you? Because if you do, can you <laughs> <laughs> I'm extremely busy, but if it's something urgent, give them my email, which is blaze underscore Benny at smc.edu. But right now they're trying to make some changes in the Cal Grant program. And 
and I went to war with people a few years ago when he tried to eliminate the, the middle class scholarship and they talking about changing the criteria for Cal Grant and it might not be the criteria I might be happy with. So I don't believe in eliminating any student for any program. If you need more money, you get it from somewhere else. Okay. So I might have to go to battle with some folks. So <laughs> that's gonna take up some of my time, but yeah, they can reach out, reach out. And uh, I'm gonna be retiring in a year and a half, so. <laughs> you better, better reach out quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good stuff, good stuff. Benny, thank you so much for being on here with me today. And we most <laughs> definitely gotta do this annually. Yeah, we gotta do this financial aid update and let, let people know how to finance their, their, their college careers. And Dapo, best to you in finishing at UCLA, Marcelo, and, and navigating through your, your career and getting to the master's and PhD program. And wow, it's, we're, we're full of Bruins today, you guys. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love they it. Keep me young. Good right. young people keep me young. <laughs> they do. They, they do. Keep, yeah keep you young, keep you contemporary, and, and, and help you be able to di di decipher some of the words in, in these um, trap music. <laughs> <laughs> and mumble rap. <laughs> I want to give a special shout out to UCLA Transfer Summer Program and the Freshman Summer Program, both better known as TSP and FSP and also Manuel Cayese of New World Education. Thank you to Benny Blades, Marcelo Clark, and Aladapo Songukoya. Thank you to Leslie Radford, Adam Rice, Michael Washington of M. So for the opening and closing theme song, and always you, our RJLA family. Reach us on Radio Justice Facebook, give us some love, give us some likes, follow us as you listen to us worldwide, anytime, on radiojustice.org. I'm Angela Birdsong. Once again, thank you for allowing me to share this special experience of Conversation Peace on Radio Justice with you. Remember to be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be brave, be courageous, and let all that you do be done with love.